Welcome to the Growing in Grace podcast, where you can listen in on some casual conversation about the good news of Jesus without all of the inconsistent religious double talk. If you've ever struggled with feelings of hopelessness, guilt, and despair, or wondered if you're really right with God, it's time to discover the true freedom that comes with the gospel of unlimited and overflowing grace. Well, it's party time once again here on the Growing in Grace podcast. It's just a celebration of God's grace. That's all this is. If you're new, maybe somebody told you about us, growingingrace.org. We've got a uh, plethora of programs out there that you can tap into. When you go there, you'll see the the most recent programs first, but uh, you can go back to, well, number zero, as Joel said a few weeks ago. (laughs) (laughs) Way back to before the beginning. That's when the Growing in Grace podcast was uh, formless and void, right? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, before the beginning. (laughs) That was that, see, well, you know, that person really can't do this because it really is episode zero. But it was the conversations you and I had with each other in the ten years leading up to the start of this podcast that, if only people could listen in on that. I mean, because that was some good stuff. I don't know how I just tied that into podcast zero, but <laughs> but you know, we had some really good conversations as we were gro- both growing in grace together during that first ten years, from the early nineties to the the mid early 2000s and that was some real good formative years for me we worked in radio and at the radio station we would just stand around and chat whether i was leaving to go to my other job or you know in between things that we were doing whatever i mean those were some really good conversations that we had those were the uh the i don't know the garage days <laughs> for the going and grace podcast you know like how Bands will have their garage album, something that they put together in their garage. This was <laughs> yeah. this was you us know, in the early I, days. I would give I would give six months of your pay if we could have a recording of some of those conversations <laughs> of in those first ten years because we were we were just chomping at the bit for more of for, for more understanding of and and the things that we were discovering and how they were so opposite of what we had thought for many years. Yeah, that would that would have been awesome if we could have. If we could have had the tape rolling. Yeah, because back then we didn't have anybody. We we were part of a church, a small church, um, but it's not like, uh, you know, we didn't have a whole lot of other people that just really love talking about this stuff like we did. And we didn't have Facebook and, you know, s- some groups that, that, that our listeners actually might be interested in on um, on Facebook, the Freedom in Christ Movement and Religion Free Fellowship. Those are a couple of good uh, Facebook groups a person might want to join. We didn't have things like that. Uh, we didn't have the podcast, obviously. Uh, we didn't have a whole lot of interaction on the internet. I was able to do some interaction with people on the internet, but it was mostly Christian chat rooms that I was a part of where people opposed me, and they were against what I was saying, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. which, again, was actually good for me because it helped me to dig in more to some of the things that I was learning and, and find out for sure what this was all about and am i am i just off base or so anyway yeah really really good times and maybe a person right now who's listening maybe you're in those days you're in a time where this is new to you and it's exciting and um, you love hearing about it you love talking about it well this podcast is definitely for you because uh, you got two guys here we're not out to uh you know come up with you know, flashy slogans and, and sayings and um, to, to just to be anything other than two guys who are talking from their hearts about the gospel of grace. 
and God's goodness. And so that's really what this is all about. What you see is what you get right here. Yeah, and, and what you were talking about last week, we've been on this um, theme, if you will, of, of forgiveness through God's grace, through the blood of Jesus. Um, we've pulled out a few Bible verses here and there and, and tried to put them in the proper context, even some things that Jesus said. Um, last week, we were talking about the idea that you have to confess your sins repeatedly over and over again, and then God will forgive you over and over again. We were talking about the error in that including as, as you were just kind of dipping your feet into the water a little bit. It's something we've talked about a lot over the years, uh, confessing sins to be forgiven uh, in First John. It's just a funny thing. For some people, this is like the, the cornerstone of, of their Christianity, or at least the, you know, this is the foundation upon which they think they are standing is confessing their sins and that God will keep forgiving them. But what if you forget something? You know, well, what, as Joel said uh, recently, what, what if you don't get them all confessed, or, you know, or you, you've got some unconfessed sin before your death? And I know that, you know, a lot of religionists who, who believe this stuff, they just kind of shrug it off. Like, well, you know, there's some wiggle room there with the legal language and, and that sort of thing. But let, let's try and put this in, in perspective because we talk a lot about the old covenant, the old obsolete covenant that Israel was under, stone tablet commandments, all of that stuff. And then we, we compare it and contrast it with the new covenant of Jesus Christ established at the time of his death and resurrection. And here's the thing. God can't keep forgiving us over and over and over again when in this new covenant, he has declared that he will remember our sins no more and that he no longer counts our sins against us. Now, I know the legalistic mind out there, the one that's still stuck in the mindset of confessing to be forgiven when there's no blood being shed, that those people will say, well, from the time of your confession, he's not counting them against you. Well, that just doesn't make any sense now, does it? Because that that's not what was said. The, the only place you see this thing about confession is in one Bible verse, in the entire Bible, 1 John 1, 9, and it's just being taken out of context. Let me roll over here real quick to Hebrews chapter 10. I know we were talking about getting to Hebrews, and this is not where I planned on, on starting, but I just want to mention this in the in, in the context of, of confession, and, and that is the Holy Spirit testifies to us about this. Verse 15, chapter 10, Hebrews. First, he says, this is the covenant I will make with them. After that time, says the Lord, I will put my laws in their hearts and I will write them on their minds. Then he adds, their sins and lawless deeds I will remember no more. And where these have been forgiven, sacrifice for sin is no longer necessary. So that's a, that one sacrifice again, that with a one time that the blood was shed. But the Holy Spirit, his testimony to us is this, I will remember your sins no more. Why? Because of what Jesus did, <laughs> not, not because of what you and I are going to do. And once we begin to realize the magnitude and the, the grace, the, the unconditionality of all of this forgiveness in our lives, it just begins to change everything. It begins to help us understand our identity as a righteous individual, not just a sinner saved by grace, and it will help us to understand why we can now forgive others because God has forgiven us for so much. I mean, who are we to say, I can't forgive that person when God has forgiven you so freely? Yeah, that's, that's again, that's really what it's about. It's knowing God's forgiveness for us and knowing that that is what 
uh, we can then turn around and do to others, not as a must, not as a requirement, but as a relational thing, uh, because we know that God has been so good to us. So looking at this verse in 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. I actually grew up with that verse. My dad would quote that every week. But there's context here. There is so much context. As I started off saying last week, John was writing to a church. He was, he was trying to help people to have the same fellowship with the Father that he and the other apostles and, and, and other believers already had. And he's wanting to, if you look at, the, I won't go through this again like I did last week, but in these first few verses, he's wanting them to be in the light because God is light and there's no darkness in him. He wants them to have fellowship with God and with them. And he wants them to know this cleansing of all sins and the forgiveness of all sins. And he says in verse 8, if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. You see, a believer is not a person who says that they have no sin. The reason they came to Christ was because they knew they had sin and they wanted that sin to be forgiven and they wanted to be made clean and righteous and made new. And so they believed in Christ. Their sin was washed away. A believer does not say, I have no sin, uh, because a believer knows the truth and has come to Christ because of that. So if we confess our sins, now that word confess doesn't mean, all right, I admit it. I sinned, you know, oh, I did that sin or I committed that sin. That's not what the word means. It really means to say the same thing as, or it means to acknowledge. Now, there were people, and I believe that John was addressing Gnostics here. Uh, Some people will say it was maybe some Pharisees who were in there, who were in the midst of this congregation who didn't believe. But the point is that if you confess, if you acknowledge that the sin issue is real, Because the word, if we confess our sins, that word is actually a noun. It's not sins like this sin, that sin. It's not a verb, it's a noun. So it's acknowledge the sin condition. Acknowledge that there is such a thing as sin. And if you do that, then you can receive this forgiveness for those sins. You can be cleansed. You can receive this cleansing from all unrighteousness, the forgiveness of sins that was already provided for you once and for all through the blood of Jesus Christ. Again, it's context. It's looking at the meaning of words and uh, everything that you said, Cap, about Hebrews and about all these other verses that we've looked at regarding these things. We already are in the light, Paul said. We already have fellowship with God. We've been cleansed. We've been washed. And it's because of the blood of Jesus 1 Corinthians 6, 11. I'll, I'll say this one again, like I said last week. But you were washed. You were sanctified. You were justified in the name of, our, of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God. It's something that's already been done. And so John is wanting the people who aren't believers in Ephesus, which I believe is the church he was writing to, to have the same thing that he has, the forgiveness of sins, being in the light as God is in the light and being cleansed of all sins, washed clean through the blood of Jesus. So it's important to have that context of what John said leading up to verse 9 in 1 John chapter 1. It's also important to take a look at what he begins to say after that chapter, where he begins to address the believers as he refers to them as children. 
uh, something that a disciple would do, kind of a, a phraseology that a teacher would, would give to the disciples. The disciples were the pupils. Uh, but John said some things later in the letter, toward the end of his letter, that were tied into things that were said in, in the beginning, like what you were just talking about, Joel. And one of them is this, by this you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. And every spirit that does not confess Jesus is not from God. So you had that issue there, as you mentioned, possibly Gnostics, who, who didn't really believe that. And and I doubt that we're talking about that he was addressing Pharisees, as, as you might have alluded to, that some people might think, because Pharisees didn't deny sin. Right, exactly. Uh, you know, they, they were under the law. They, they were very sin conscious, in fact. And then John would go on in this chapter 4, in First John chapter 4, and here's what he says in verse 15, chapter 4, whoever confesses Jesus is the Son of God, God abides in him, and he in God. <laughs> so we have come to know and to believe the love that God has for us. God is love. Whoever abides in love abides in God. So again, that, there's that confession thing again. This was really a confession about Jesus, uh, not a confession about individual sins. As you pointed out, Joel, that word sin in verse 9 was referring to a sin condition, not just sinful actions. It was a noun. And so this is all great news, you see. The wonderful news is that God established a new covenant where forgiveness entered in and not only covered sins, but took them away. Something we're going to talk more about as we start getting a little bit closer to the book of Hebrews. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. Access past programs by visiting growingingrace.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.